5: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hello and welcome. It's our number one of the podcast. Today's hour one, all about football. And in particular, that Monday night game, did you watch the Chicago Bears and the LA Rams? The Bears hibernating. They were exposed as an imposter by the Rams. And that just tells part of the story. We have the palace intrigue during the TV broadcast Brian Greasy revealed a conversation that he had had with Nick Foles. And in that conversation, Nick Foles said that sometimes the Bears coaching staff calls in plays that he knows will not work. We have audio of that little rhubarb and more here in our number one. It's coming your way right now. A hibernation situation in the NFL. Welcome in the beginning of another hour and another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we bloviate the overnight hours away and the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from inside the magic radio box. And also in your head. We're in your eardrums, emanating from the Geico FSR students. We're glad you have chosen to spend some time with us. We do appreciate it. So we begin with the Monday night game. The World Series was on a travel day. Not sure exactly where they traveled to, but they had the day off. And so there was no baseball to break down. We are still waiting the calm before the storm as the Dodgers attempt to win their first championship in 32 years against the Tampa Bay Rays and avoid the implosion, implosion, that would be losing the final two games of the World Series to a ragtag Tampa Bay team. So plenty of time to get to that. We, we're going to focus in on Monday Night Football. The Rams, a couple of teams in the NFC that I believe are very similar. The Rams taking on the Chicago Bears. Now the Rams humiliated in their last game against the 49ers, who mopped the field. With the Rams, the Niners kicked their tail, but the Rams bouncing back in a large way against a Chicago team that just kept squeezing out victory after victory. I don't know if you saw the game or not. It was in the hood in Inglewood, the beautiful new stadium that has yet to have a fan attend it because of the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic, so the stadium empty because it's in California. If it was in Texas or Florida, people would be able to safely attend the game, but in California, you cannot do that. Anyway, as for the game itself, Jared Goff tossing not one but two touchdowns, and the Rams' defense stepping up. Aaron Donald. And Jalen Ramsey and friends there keeping the Bears' offense out of the end zone, and the Rams get a very comfortable 24-10 to win, a shellacking of Chicago. Robert Woods, he had the miscue for the Rams. He fumbled. That was scooped up by Eddie Jackson there for the eight-yard return on the touchdown for Chicago, but the offense for the Bears did not get in the end zone, so both L.A. and Chicago find themselves with identical 5-2 records after the outcome of this Monday night game. Now, the better story, you know where the better story is. Say it with me now. In the losing locker room. That's right. The better story is in the losing locker room, and that would be the Chicago side of things. And before we pose a question, let's hear from some of the key participants here. Matt Nagy, the coach who's... Oh, then embattled is the right word. I gave him battle. I think uh, the coach of the Jets is embattled. Crazy eyes. I don't think Matt Nagy's embattled, but he does not have a firm grasp on the job. Anyway, here's Matt Nagy, the Bears coach, afterwards commenting on the defensive side of the game and how the defense embarrassed the Bears' offense. I have no idea, but I don't. I don't ever remember and having our own defense score more than our offense. That's hard to do, so um, that part I don't like, and um, that bothers me. Yeah. All right. Now uh, he. Let's, let's jump ahead. Now Nick Foles here, who started. We're going to talk about him quite a bit in the the bulk of the monologue. Now Nick Foles. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll save that. I want to save that one because that's that's pretty good. So w- here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into it right now. The question is, how should the Bears feel about their Performance, or lack thereof performance. Now, you heard the head coach, Matt Nagy, commenting on that to a point. So I've got JAT, Harvard, and Bermuda Triangle. And we will lock all of these things together. Now, number one. The band's a little slow. Number one. Band's still not there. Number one. There we go. You could see the air coming out of the balloon. Uh, for the the guys from the Midwest there, it was an unsettling performance by Chicago. Now, even that, I believe, is an understatement. Now, look, I, I picked the Bears on Benny versus the Penny. I hoped I was wrong. I was happy I was wrong. But I did pick Chicago. Coming into the game, you figured the game would be close. Neither one of these teams is all that great. You figured it would be a fourth-quarter game. It was not a fourth-quarter game. The Rams were in firm control of this game by the time it got to the late stages of the third quarter. And Matt Nagy, who during the week has been getting agitated with members of the media who dared... To question the legitimacy of Chicago's gaudy five-on-one record coming in, how could you possibly say that we're not as good as we are? You know that that kind of vibe from the coaching staff of Chicago. Now, even though I picked the Bears to cover the spread, the Rams were a favorite by a decent amount. I had a feeling that, like a poker player, they were bluffing that you know five and one was great. Now they're five and two, but this Chicago team—the word imposter. They're imposters. That comes up there. And this Bears team that we saw on Monday night was what I call a jet Just another team. right? Just another team. It was an offensive boondoggle. You heard Matt Nagy reference it to Bears coach. And he's an offensive guy supposedly. Just 279 yards of offense. 14 first downs. That's it. They practiced all week for 14 first downs. And they mixed equal parts penalty and untimely turnover into the goulash that they were making and channeling the ghost of the late great Denny Green, Dennis Green, coaching the Arizona Cardinals. It happened to be against the Bears, and he went on that ran. If you want to crown them, then crown their asses. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook a version of that because the, the bears are who we thought they were, uh, did not expect it to show up quite as loud as it did, but it's certainly what transpired in that Monday night game. Now, the second thing here, so Nick Foles continues to be exposed week after week. And it's like that trope of the college student who does just enough not to drop out of Harvard, but is really not a great student Like Foles, does the bare minimum required to hold on to the starting job for now outside of some fluke games in the postseason with Philadelphia and a Super Bowl for the ages, the nectar of the gods he was drinking out of Nick Foles in that Super Bowl. But outside of that, this is more the standard vintage Nick Foles performance, which he got in Monday night. It's the law of diminishing returns. And as the game rolled on and on and on and on, He got progressively worse. In the first half, Nick Foles was not terrible. Statistically, he was very good. He completed 80% of his passes. The Bears' offense didn't get a touchdown, but he had averaged eight yards per pass attempt and didn't turn the ball over. That is an acceptable half of football by Nick Foles. And then, halftime adjustments in the second half. Voila! Nick Foles showed up. And he completed less than 65% of his passes in the second half, averaged barely five and a half yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. His passer rating in the second half, Foles, was 45.4. And as the enlightened young grasshopper knows, he's an average to below average starting quarterback. High-end backup Nick Foles, who has been shown to be fraudulent the more and more he plays. And that aura from the Super Bowl in Philadelphia is so powerful. It's so omnipresent that it seemingly makes up for what's actually happening right in front of your nose. And people oh, no, no, he's the Super Bowl guy. We can't bet he's the Super Bowl guy. Nick Foles was the 27th-ranked quarterback prior to the Monday night football game, so that's going to go even lower for Nick Foles. And it gets even better because, we're going to play some more sound here, the palace intrigue, which came from the TV broadcast. Brian Greasy on television relaying a conversation that he had with Nick Foles that Nick Foles explained to the TV broadcast crew for ESPN that sometimes Matt Nagy sends in a play call from the sidelines that Nick Foles is already aware of that will not work because he will not have enough time after the snap. Now, this is a big revelation that just randomly got blurted out during a television broadcast about the relationship between Nick Foles and Matt Nagy, that is what's known as throwing your coach under the bus is what that is, and we actually have some post-game reaction on that. Here's Matt Nagy responding to the report from the TV guys that Nick Foles admitted sometimes the play call he knows is going to be a disaster before the plays even run. I don't know. We you, You'll have to, whenever you talk to Nick, just kind of see where he's at with that. I, I That's not... Nick and I have a pretty good relationship, and he hasn't said – I mean, he'll probably explain what he meant by that. Okay. All right. Let's go to the horse's mouth. Here is Nick Foles. Nick, according to Brian Greasy on the TV broadcast, you announced that the play gets called in for the Bears, and you think it's a disaster, and you know you're not going to have a time enough time to execute said play prior – Prior to uh, the the play going down, anyway, here's Nick Foles responding. He was we were asked to ask him, so the media did, and here is what Nick Foles had to say.
3: That was definitely a miscommunication with Brian and I. <laughs> you know, we do these pregame um, conversations the day before the game just to give them information. That conversation, uh, Coach Nagy and I have a great great conversation on the the sidelines. So there might be times where we we go through it beforehand and say, "Hey, what do you think?" And there's times where you gotta get the ball out quick and whatnot. But um, in those situations, like Matt and I have a great relationship on the sideline with conversations and everything. I think, you know, in that situation with Brian, it was just a miscommunication of words because that's not what I was trying to bring across in that conversation.
1: Was your BS detector going off cuz my BS detector was going off? I know bull crap when I hear bull crap. That's uh Pinocchio, the quarterback. Pinocchio, he plays for the Chicago Bears. Now, uh, we actually have the uh, Let's play the audio. This is what we're referring to. This is Brian Greasy on the Monday Night broadcast on the Entertainment and Sports Network. This is what set off this wildfire in the Bears locker room
2: we were talking to nick Foles yesterday and he said you know sometimes play calls come in and i know that i don't have time to execute that play call and you know i'm the one out here getting hit sometimes the the guy calling the plays matt nagy he doesn't know how much time there is back here and so that's something that they have to get worked out yeah okay multiple choice question okay
1: multiple choice question A, do you think that Nick Foles is right, that that was just a miscommunication uh, and that there's really nothing to it? He just used the wrong words. B, Brian Greasy, what he said was 150% correct. Of course, you can't go more than 100, so it's 100% correct. Part B of that. Or C, it's even worse than Nick Foles let on. Right, like which of those? I'm going to go with B. I'm going to go with uh, with number you know, or, or letter B uh, as far as this is concerned. Now to uh, put the bow on this, the final point: the Bears find themselves in a bit of a pickle jar uh, at this point because they are stuck with a shoddy quarterback in Nick Foles because of questionable roster management. They had hoped that Nick Foles would be like a A fire starting under Mitch Trubisky. He would light a fire under Mitch Trubisky. It turns out the matchbox is soaking wet. And Trubisky ended up taking a nap as Nick Foles has been lollygagging around the field. Now, meanwhile, we should not totally dismiss the L.A. Rams because you can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. And the Rams certainly did that. This is the first notch in the belt of the 2020 Rams. What do I mean by that? The Rams were 0-2 against the varsity in the NFL. They were 4-0 against the JV, but they hadn't beaten a varsity team. The Bears, now, they count as a varsity team, not a great varsity team, but they count. Chicago had their signature win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in that Thursday night one-point thriller at Soldier Field. But this win over Chicago for the Rams is the first Non-NFC East victory for Sean McVay's squad. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey played well. The the headliners on the Rams' defense. And the Rams and Bears, though, are really spitting images of each other. Uh, What do I mean by that? They find themselves in this Bermuda Triangle. They're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea because they're good enough to contend for wild card spots, but not good enough to be considered legitimate members of the upper society of the NFL, right? They, they can poke around a little bit at the upper crust, but they're not really there. And Jared Goff is a richer, slightly better version of Nick Foles. If you want to know what Jared Goff's going to be like five, six years from now, just watch Nick Foles. Because they're very similar. And the Rams, listen, the Rams' defense is pretty good. They've got some big-name players on there. Chicago's defense has some big-name players led by Khalil Mack. They've got some guys that can can get it done as well. And on Monday Night Football, the Rams were much better. Both of these teams are on the hamster wheel of mediocrity. But now, keep an eye on Chicago. Keep an eye on the Bears because I we got a lot of damage control. The spin doctors are playing As the Bears try to bury that story, literally, uh, that we talked about with the Monday Night Football crew exposing a secret. See, these guys learn everything, these broadcasters, but they're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to say that stuff on the air. That's supposed to be kept close to the chest is what you're supposed to do with that stuff. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about any of that? It is all fair game here. We will open up the phone lines at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And also on Twitter, at Ben Malley. You want to react in real time? can't do that on the podcast. You can only do that if you listen live. Well, you could do it on the podcast, but it, you know, be sleeping when you send that stuff in usually. So Twitter, at Ben Maller. Instagram, Ben Maller on Fox. The Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Follow us on there. We put videos up. Watch the videos. That helps us out. It's free to do. It's free to do, but it helps us out. So you think you had a crummy day. I can beat you. You think you had a crummy day. I got a story that will beat your crummy day. We'll get to that
3: There's nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Mallor Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Mallor Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Mallor. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Geico, out, uh, out. hello. At least I said Geico right. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios,
1: it's Ben Mallor. Would love to be a fly on the wall. In the Bears locker room, when somebody pulled aside Nick Foles and Matt Nagy and said, "Hey, uh, you might wanna, you might wanna Uh-oh. do some damage control here because of what happened on the broadcast." <laughs> oh,
3: I love it, love I, it. I think that was an off-the-record conversation. That you uh, think, you yeah. think, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've learned over well, he didn't over make years. it. He didn't make it clear enough that it was supposed to be an off-the-record. Yeah, cover. you know, just yeah.
1: quarterback to quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, isn't that the way it goes? Right, Getty. We've we've all heard the stories that these guys will say everything in the meetings, but as the broadcaster, you're supposed to say you heard it from somebody, not from the horse's mouth, right? Isn't that the rule? Like you can you can report some of that stuff. Like I I hear there might be some friction on the play call, but you can't be the one saying that it came right from the starting quarterback of the Bears. But I love that this happened. I love, listen, this is good for us. It's bad. It's poison for the Bears. It's poison for the Bears. But this is good for us. I don't work for the Bears. This is another drama to play out in the NFL. (laughs) This is great. All right. uh, Your sports source writes in, says, A-plus monologue, Ben. Nagy is overrated, labeled as an offensive genius, and has had a below-average offense the past few seasons. The broadcaster broke the circle of trust. It's actually the bubble of trust. It's not the it's the bubble of trust. Uh, players are going to throw a temper tantrum, and will a- ask to cancel interviews. Uh, reminds me, although it's obviously different. Remember when it was an ESPN game? Actually, it was a Jets game against, I believe, the Patriots. Was it last year? Remember Sam Darnold? The Ghosts. Yeah, seeing ghost, seeing ghost, and now they they put special clauses in to avoid that from happening again, right? They don't want that you know, can't have that happen again. an actual honest moment, a humanizing moment. you cannot have it. A uh, Robin Vegas writes in, here's a ringing endorsement. he says, a decent opening monologue. your Rams did what they needed to do to get the W. He says, my lions clutch scoring as time expired. What I'm looking forward to the most is Wednesday's Game 7 between your Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. There's nothing like a Game 7. I've got my popcorn ready. You know, the only thing better than a Game 7 is when your team wins in Game 6 and there is no Game 7. That's the thing better than a Game 7. I've seen enough Game 7s. I don't need another Game 7. How about next year have a Game 7? I don't need a Game 7 this year. The Burner account writes in says, Good job, Benjamin, as usual. Dennis Green said it best Five and one, my ass. Uh, A minus monologue. We have an update from Moving Man Matt as he has sent photos there. The, the weather in the Rocky Mountains, not, uh, not very friendly for Moving Man Matt there. I saw the photos of his, his rig, and he says he cannot wait. He's on his way to Southern California, and he will be checking in with the show shortly. He's been on the, an investigation trying to get down to this Maller Maneuver. At, he went to that truck stop in Colorado, and was trying to get down to the bottom of it. Uh, Supermarket Steve says, I counted three bare puns in that maller monologue. He did the bare minimum, and he barely threw the ball, and I don't think it's a coincidence that he went with the better letter B for the answer choice, could have mixed in hibernation instead of nap. Wow. Yeah, Thank you, Supermarket Steve. No one's perfect. What do you want from me? Uh, Trucker Joe says, the Rams are a bunch of frauds to beat no one. They got five wins, lost to two dominant teams. Well, the 49ers are not a dominant team. Let's hold off on that, cowboy. Trucker Joe, the 49ers are not a dominant team. They keep getting guys, though. I think they just go down, they put an ad on Craigslist, and they get guys to come play running back, and they go for 100 yards every week. It's crazy. That part's insane. Uh, And the Buffalo Bills? didn't score a touchdown against the Jets, and the Rams should have beaten that team. That, that was the, the game was gift-wrapped to Buffalo. Everyone knows that, that terrible pass interference call late in the game that helped propel the Buffalo Bills to the win against the Rams after the Rams had come all the way back. Bill writes in, in the San Gabriel Valley, he says, oddly, any NFL player will tell Brian Greasy anything, revealing the rest of of the season, he says the odds. Well, the I think we've already addressed that. Bill, the odds are about zero. Uh, yeah, exactly. Broadcast 101 for players. Be careful what you tell the press, unless you want the whole country to hear. Well, he's not part of the press, Brian Greasy. He's a talking head on television. But I would say that's the greatest contribution that Brian Greasy's had to broadcasting is that that particular statement that he made. Uh, I would say that's that's right at the top. So. You think you had a, a crummy day? You think you had a crummy day? I can one-up you. I can one-up you. And uh, this is, again, the the wonderful world of gambling. Now, keep in mind, I like gambling. I'm a gambler. I don't bet as much as you might think I bet, but I, like, I, can, I can get just as worked up betting a little bit as I can betting a lot, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. So I bring this up because in that Monday night game, if you watch the Ram-Bears game, the Rams Bears game. Uh, you might not have noticed this because it didn't happen until after the game. But Nick Foles was not very good, right? He, uh, he was sucked and the Rams won the game and all that stuff. But there was one rogue better over on DraftKings that was going to cash in a million dollar prize. You know, we do these commercials for different things million dollar prize. However, Here's what happened, as Paul Harvey would say. Now for the rest of the story. Uh-oh. So the statisticians, uh, the stat nerds, after the game got together and they ended up taking away a sack from the Chicago Bears because they went back and they said, "Well, that's not actually a sack," and that dropped the payout, which would have been a million dollars to three thousand and seventy-eight dollars. Oh, no! <laughs> 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 you get nothing you, do you lose do you Good imagine day, sir. i'm assuming this guy watches some gamblers don't watch the games they don't want to watch because it's too nerve-wracking but i'm assuming this guy was watching the game thinking hey i've won a million dollars right million dollars do all these commercials you can win a million dollars this guy was going to win a million dollars and then some geek some poindexter went back in the postgame stats and corrected it took a sack away from the bears defense and as a result of that you go from one million dollars to three grand that's it kaput there you go see at least that didn't happen to you that could have happened to you oh no wouldn't, I think we'd all agree. Wouldn't you rather just not be in the situation where you were about to win a million dollars and just, if you found out, hey, I won 3000 bucks on a Monday night game, you'd feel pretty good, right? You'd think that's great. But when you had a million dollars, a million dollars sitting right on the table, right on the table, all those dead presidents right on the table and then nothing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays
2: at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Now, Ben, you were talking about somebody having a bad day. Uh, That could also, well, it's more than just a day, but in specific, uh, Mike Nolan is the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, and, well, he probably should have been fired by now. The defense for Dallas is so awful. How Uh, awful are they? Just, I mean, probably the worst in the league. Uh, But he was uh, having some time with the media on Monday, and, uh, well, Things did not go very well for him. At, uh, obviously, the
5: frustration for him as well is just, you know, look, when he misses them, nobody... He's, he's oh, now rubbing me. his
3: eye. I got something in my eye. Yeah. Um, just had some Tabasco on my finger and it went in my eye. That wasn't good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's now squinting, his eye is watering, and he's trying to uh trying to stop his eye from being on fire. What oh, an idiot. What is it? Three uh, So uh yeah, it's, it's not been a not been good times for Mike Nolan, your defensive coordinator of the- <laughs> Great moments, in cow- great moments in cowboy history. <laughs> 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 I mean, Roberto, great this is, guy's a rookie around
1: the hot sauce. Huh?
5: Come oh, on. Man. The
3: funny,
1: the funny what, thing is, is he's, he ma- he's he's making it worse because he keeps rubbing yeah, it further into the <laughs> eyeball. Like that's coaching right there, Eddie. He's yeah. rubbing You're, the Tabasco in with his same uh, finger. He
3: like went to his
1: mask. He was trying to rub <laughs> it with mask. <his laughs> <laughs> You maybe, gotta maybe make, coronavirus listen, in there, yeah. You got to make adjustments <laughs> with the Tabasco, Eddie. Oh, Halftime adjustments with the Tabasco. You got to be able to do it. How about them Cowboys? Oh, that is outstanding. <laughs> One of the great moments in Cowboy history right there. That's your defensive coordinator right there. That Boys, that's a guy you can rally around right there. The guy who hasn't gotten Tabasco sauce in their eyes. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> oh that is a that is a ten plus is that that is outstanding tremendous good job by all involved and uh, I only wish they still made those those bloopers and football follies video. can you imagine the cowboys video they would make about what has already oh. taken place here Oh, it'd be great it would be so good so so good uh anyway all right it is the Ben Maller show as we press on here blueviating the overnight hours away so uh, full disclosure. Full disclosure here. Uh, I had a, uh, a, I don't know if it was a nightmare. It was like a night terror. But it was actually during the day. So I guess it was like day day, tremor. I didn't wet my bed, though. I did not wet my bed. So I, I, here's my, my nightmare. So my nightmare is that Tony Gonsolin goes out and poops the bed on... Uh, Tuesday night in game six of the World Series. And then the Dodgers turn to Walker Bueller. They put all their chips the in Walker Bueller for game seven. He then, in my my dream, which was again not a nightmare because it was during the day, it was a day mirror. My day mirror. Uh so Bueller starts and is throwing like a hundred you know miles an hour, striking everybody out right in the first inning and is pitching great. And then in the second inning, he develops a blister. And he gets taken out of the game after like an uh-huh. inning. And then, for some reason, in my, my not nightmare, but because it, it was during the day, Damier, then Dave Roberts calls in Kenley Jansen out of the bullpen in the second inning. And Jansen gets wild, starts walking a couple of guys. And then, before you know it, Randy Aros Arena hits a grand slam and it's four nothing Rays in game seven. Oh, in the no. second
3: I liked him in that spot. I really did.
1: Any chance that that happens? If that happens. Please, God.
5: No. Come on, Eddie. 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 (laughs) Eddie, Come on, Eddie. Roberto, it would be great for the
1: show. No, 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 no. no, no. That's not happening.
5: It's over tonight.
1: It's over? I'm going to say there's. Roberto said it's over. Roberto says it's over. I'm confident
3: confident it's going to be over tonight. I can't wait to see game seven.
1: Roberto's scale of confidence, 1 to 10. Where are you at, Roberto? On Tonight your... it's over. I a... Wait a minute. This is a man who
3: declared the, the Dodgers wouldn't make it to the World Series. That's Eddie. the beauty of Roberto. That's what we love about Roberto. Come That's on. a fan right down there.
5: Down 3-1. I never I never came back from uh, from that, that kind of deficit. So That's right.
1: All right. So where are you, you at on uh, at 1 eight. to 10? 8? Uh, yeah. All right. You want to ask me? Yes, yeah, I'm All yeah. right. On the Mather scale of confidence, uh, 1 to 10, with 10 being the most confident, your team's going to win I'm at a three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at a three. I fully oh, expect him to That's to, a man who has lived through the curse of Bendino. <laughs> I, I expect exactly, him to, to, to lose, and I expect him to be Roberto will seven. learn.
3: Roberto will learn.
1: <sighs> now, Eddie, you you don't really have a dog in the fight here, no. but you, you're still on the Garcia scale of confidence that the Rays will win and the Dodgers will lose in game six. Where are you at on that? Uh, about an eight. So you believe that the Rays will win? Yes, the I believe lose. there okay.
3: will be a game seven. I do think the Dodgers will win game seven.
1: At least that's a positive. loop do you want to get in on this, Coop, Where are you at on the Dodgers in Game 6 Tuesday night in Texas? I'm at a six that they close it out tonight. So slightly above average chance that they'll close it out. Now, I'm only at a three. I can see Gonslin overthrowing, walking a bunch of guys, and the Rays get a run here and a run there, well, and they you know nick away at the Dodgers and the, the Dodgers get tight took his syndrome and they can't hit all of a sudden and then you know it's the Dodgers are gonna knock out Blake Snell out of the game. I, I Second think, inning, he'll be out. I
3: think here. Dave Roberts are gonna be like yeah, well, it's just Game Six. We got our guy in Game Seven. We'll be fine. We don't. You yeah,
1: know. that's the way they're treating. It. Listen, I know. I, I would throw. What's wrong with throwing Walker Bueller out there and just not even getting to a Game Seven? Just throwing him out there, like you know why? The
3: number, uh, the numbers uh, tell them that uh, this three this days optimum, rest, that's right? The optimum um, performance. If the
5: Dodgers are up four or two in the seventh or eighth inning, I see Walker Bueller coming in to close it out. Ooh,
3: I like that. Oh, yeah, that's a spicy yeah. Yeah, that's a spicy meatball then right there. And if they if somehow he blows it, they're totally screwed. <laughs> yeah, they're totally
1: screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But go for it, Roberto. Yeah. Go for it. Did uh, the Red Sox did that a couple years ago with uh, Sale, right? Then they bring Sale in or was yeah. it Price they brought? Uh, in? One of those Price. guys. Yeah, I think Price, yeah. Price they brought Price in there. Yeah. And the Giants did that with Bumgarner, yeah. Mad Bum. The greatest postseason player. I only wish every Dodger could be like Mad Bum. That guy was amazing.
5: Actually, uh Walker Buehler's on that list with uh Mad Bum actually. Nine uh, The first nine starts in the postseason, pretty Need to see more.
1: Need to see more. <laughs> Win game seven. Then uh, then I'm in. Win no, game no, no, seven, no, no, game I'm seven. I'm seven I'm tonight. Okay, right, there you go. Game six. There you go. All right, we'll have the World Series pick, and will this be the final World Series pick, and we're going to get to that. Here is the Who Am I game.
2: And Who? here it is.
1: James Robinson of Jacksonville is averaging Who? 68.1 yards per game on the ground. Since the merger, I have averaged the most yards per game by an undrafted rookie. See, that's the thing. James Robinson wasn't drafted for the Jags. He's averaging 68.1 yards per game this season. Since the merger, I have averaged the most yards per game by an undrafted rookie. Who am I? That's the question The answer, next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
2: start listening.
5: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Raccoons, skunks, porcupines, and owls are all nocturnal, but none of them can support our show on social media, so we need your help. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show, and on Instagram, go to at Ben Maller on Fox, and you can contribute content to weekly features such as Ask Ben, Lame Jokes, and more. And out live from the Geico Fox
1: Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We've got the World Series pick'em. Maybe for the final time, we hope. I'm getting email from people. Hey, why are you being so negative? It's over. It's over tonight, Ben. It's over. All right. I hope you're right. Listener Jen writes in. She says, stop with the negative vibes, Mallor. You're calling up bad karma. Andrea should warn you. Be careful what you wish for. Have faith in your team. Oh, my God. Has she never listened to the show before? <laughs> I I wrote back, I said, listen, I got PTSD. I've watched too many of these Dodger teams who should have won World Series. Should have, could have, would have, but didn't because they were choking dogs. And they blew it. And they find new creative ways to blow these games. I hope it's different. We'll find out. We're going to find out this week whether it's different or not. Uh, And hopefully tonight, Tuesday night, that's it. All right, here we go. The Who Am I game. So James Robinson, he's an undrafted rookie for Jacksonville. He's averaging 68.1 yards per game this season. Since the merger, I have averaged the most yards per game by an undrafted rookie. Who am I? Of course, that's obviously just as a rookie. It doesn't matter what you do after that. Uh, That is the question. What is the answer? Paulie D is going with Priest Holmes as his answer. Uh, Who else? Bobby the Brain Heenan from Rob in Vegas. Let's see. Page down, page down here. Betty White from Tortilla Mantoni, the NFL's all-time rushing leader. Philly Rob, the cheesesteak god, is going with Corey Clement, Super Bowl 52 champion, just like Nick Foles. Uh, all right, who else do we have? The great ramen noodles from The Real Martin and the boys at the airport in Denver. Double O Mexicans going with Craig Ironhead Hayward as his answer. Dominic Rhodes, guessed by Arik in Minnesota. Buckwheat from Just Josh. That's his answer. Answer, Al Bundy, tossed out by Oscar. The Burner account says the answer is Mike Nolan's hot sauce eyes, which makes for a tremendous video. Jason in Denver, uh, not video, image. Actually, there is video. I looked at the video online. There's video of that if you want to watch what happened. It's, everything's on a Zoom call, so everything's recorded via video. Jason in Denver is going with Rex Burkhead is his answer. The Midnight Walker. The Viking Apologist says the Nigerian Nightmare Christian Okoye uh, is the selection. Julio's also going with Priest Holmes. Dick Van Dyke from Raider Freak. Darren Sproles from Manic Mike, that's his answer. Screaming Possum is going with Bob Saget as the selection. The original El Guapo says Carlos Hyde is the way to go. Do you have an answer? The Mallard prop guy got it wrong, which I'm happy about. Do you have the answer, Eddie? I might. Uh, okay. any When in doubt,
3: when you're talking about an undrafted running back, I always go Arian Foster.
1: Arian Foster. That's a fine guess, Eddie, but unfortunately it's incorrect. The correct answer, LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt with the Buccaneers. He averaged 77.5 yards per game. That. The record, which leads us into—that's right—to World Series, Pickem Roberto, you are up first here, Roberto. Go ahead. I'm going with World Series MVP Corey Seager, baby. All right, uh, Koopaloo, Mookie Betts. All right, Eddie. Randy Orozarina. All right, you can take him. I'm going to jinx some Tampa Bay Rays. Give me uh, Brandon Lau. I'll take him. Jinx him. Mallard jinx in effect. Curse of the Bambino on uh, Joey Wendell. I'll jinx him also. Back to you, Eddie. Max Muncie. Max Muncie. Kubaloo. Um, I will go with uh, uh, Bellinger. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Bellinger. Okay, uh, Roberto. The back. Let me
5: jinx Kevin Kiermaier. All right.
1: And one more. One more. G-Man Choi. All right. <laughs> cool, go Co. Justin Turner. Eddie. Manuel Margot. Damn it. I was going to chicks him. All right. Uh, Austin Meadows. See, I don't need to chicks him. He sucks. G-Man Choi. I'll Already picked. him.
3: Already picked. Oh, really? All right. Hunter ta- Renfro. Austin, uh,
1: Renfro. There you go. Hunter Renfro. Follow the All of them, out of them. Thank you. <laughs> the whole team I want to jigs